0: BT Rio chapter podcast number four, a podcast for teachers from and based in the marvelous city and region of Rio de Janeiro, or anyone who is carioca enough at heart to participate. Okay. So we tackle some of the burning issues in ELT today with guests who are experts in their line of work, whose experience will contribute immensely to the wider teacher community, Podcast be recorded in English, more in Portuguese, according to the nature of the topic. So let's get straight to it. Today, we'll be looking at the maker movement. Um, our first guest, we have two guests today, and our first guest is currently doing a master's research in applied linguistics at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Holds a licenciate degree in languages, Portuguese and English, from the same institution. Besides that, she's been teaching EFL for five years and is truly interested in the development and analysis of teaching materials, critical literacy, multiliteracies, discourse analysis, technology and craft work. Our second guest holds a BA in English as a modern foreign language, BA in Portuguese teaching, teaching license in languages, Portuguese and English. Postgrad in modern education and trends in modern education from the Pontificia Universidad Católica in Rio de Sul. Um, Google Certified Educator, Apple Certified Educator, and Cambridge Assessment Certified EFL Educator. He is currently an innovation specialist in maker space curriculum integration at Escola Americana do Rio de Janeiro EARG. So welcome, Isabel Fernandez and Muridu Veloso so glad to have you thank hi you. thank you thanks, thanks for the for invitation. Having me
1: in.
0: yeah 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 so good to have both of you here and of course the topic is I think you know really a hot one right make a movement so let's get to the topic let's talk about that I think it's important to hear from people you know who are directly involved and that's you know we get a little bit more about this topic. So what is the maker movement and how does it talk to education? Uh, Isabel, you, do you want to start?
1: May I start? Oh yeah, ahead, of course. Okay. Let's let's oh, okay, break then. the let's break the traditional
0: ladies first, okay?
2: Let's
1: go. Okay. Actually, well, uh, the maker movement is a cultural trend that places value on an individual's ability to be a creator of things as well as a consumer of things. I mean, in this culture, individuals who create things are called makers, and makers come from all walks of life, I mean, with diverse skill sets and interests. The the thing they have in common is creativity, uh, an interest in design and access to tools and raw materials that make production possible. This is basically what the maker movement is. And the other part of your question was, how does it talk to education, wasn't it?
0: Yes, exactly. All
1: right. Then. So, Stefan, let me uh, tell you. The maker movement talks to education as a unique combination of artistry, circuitry, and old-fashioned craftsmanship. Certain, certainly, learning by doing or making uh, is an essential new. I mean, it has been happening since our ancestors refined the world. Uh, schools used to offer culinary, woodcraft, embroidery, or sewing lessons back then. Okay. But the way those lessons used to be offered, little has to do with what the maker movement is right now, and how the maker movement talks to education. Uh, okay. Back then, they were those lessons actually were offered with one solo purpose. Teach students how to excel in those areas. But the point is, you may find woodcraft or sewing elements, just to mention a film, in a maker activity. But the reason why they are there present, it is entirely different. Uh, I guess I didn't make myself clear. Uh, What I meant is... (laughs) No, of course. We're not saying that DIY activities per se is cutting edge or somehow innovative. Well, what I am advocating is that the way how those techniques have been embraced... And, and how we use them as a means to achieve a bigger goal is innovative. Just to illustrate it, we may have the students working on a do-yourself lamp project but our ultimate goal isn't building a lamp itself. We have the students develop their problem-solving skills as well as their resourcefulness. So essentially the maker movement talk in education is entirely new and it talks to education as its mission and premise, that is, empower students to develop 21st century skills.
0: Wow, okay. Well, Isabel, would you like to add to that?
2: Sure, so um, as Murilo said, what we are currently calling maker activities is an extension of the do-it-yourself culture, but with a very clear pedagogical aim in which the students are encouraged to actually express themselves creating something and as far as i'm concerned these activities may be planned so as to foster critical thinking as well you know empowering learners to use the target language but in a very meaningful so- social interaction
0: mm-hmm. okay so it, it focuses more on the process rather than the end result in itself right sure yes, yes.
1: definitely that's it
0: that's the main goal. So, this is, I guess, the key to excelling in the pedagogy, right? Of the process, not um, they understand why they're doing it, not just, okay, I have to complete the task. Is that it? That's it.
1: Precisely. Mm, great,
0: great, great. Because, and this, I think with, you can add to this or correct me if I'm okay with this. Um, it goes a bit against what we see in traditional or other. Methods of teaching where um, students are concerned with the end result, right? The grade, the, the process, you no, know, but the I know the final product that they have to see, uh, and parents too. I think we all want to see the end result, right?
1: Yes, that's, and that's the thing with make with uh, the maker movement and the maker maker pedagogy. Like mm-hmm. the process matters more than the final product. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: great. So what is a maker space? Do we need a space to roll out these activities, a specific space?
2: Um, it is basically a room we can find at some schools, especially designed to inspire students to engage in their creations. So there's usually a variety of different tools there available and organized. From materials for upcycling, such as plastic bottles and containers and cardboard, to even carpentry and electronic tools. And apart from that, when it comes to rooms especially built for collaborative, electronic activities, programming and robotics, some people also call them hackerspaces. But then again, even though a makerspace facilitates things, Students can even benefit from learning um, in other environments as well, rather than only the regular classroom or a makerspace itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Isabel,
0: sorry.
1: Go ahead. it. you couldn't have answered that question better. That is exactly what a makerspace is. And complementing your question now, we don't need a makerspace to roll out maker activities. Well, Great. as a matter of fact, most STEAM challenges can be rolled out in a regular classroom. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you let me, just to exemplify it, there is this challenge, this gumdrop challenge, which crashed the internet recently, Mm -hmm. I mean, not for everyone, but for teachers, definitely. (laughs) Believe it or not, this (laughs) challenge is a huge success in classrooms all over the world, and all it takes are gumdrops and toothpicks. And voila, right. you had your students taught engineering principles and basic physics in your regular classroom. You didn't need a uh, maker space for that. And that's mm-hmm. the magic behind maker activities. I mean, challenges which are engaging and fun to solve are used as a means to teach core curriculum subjects. That's but fantastic. Let me say what a teacher does need to roll out maker activity. That would be passion for learning and not being afraid of taking risks. And also thinking outside of the box, because if you do not think outside of the box, it gets hard to implement the maker pedagogy.
0: Okay, that's that. I mean, that is interesting. And two points you, you mentioned there of, again um, you don't need a lot, which is wonderful, because I think many people think that you have to spend and invest in terms of infrastructure, but in this case, you don't have to, right? Yeah, not really. This is great.
1: You mentioned Steam. You may if you want to, Uh but you don't actually have to.
0: Right. You mentioned Steam. That's it's it's an acronym for science, uh, technology. Is that
1: science? What what is it? it? The
0: yeah, science, technology. What's the other? EAM.
1: Technology, engineering, arts, and maths. Exactly. Great. So those are
0: the five main areas that you're working on. Well, I say umbrella areas that you work on with uh, the maker movements. Is that it?
2: That's it. Yeah. Oh,
0: great. Oh, lovely. Well, then, okay. you you've touched a bit on the next question about how to implement the maker pedagogy, um, and what are the challenges? Would you like to add anything else to that? How do you implement this maker pedagogy in a classroom?
1: Well, I dare to say that instead of trying to set up a whole makerspace, teachers who are new to making, to making should begin with a single maker project. That's the best way to bring the maker pedagogy into your class. Uh, start with a single project, then gather the materials necessary for that project. Once you've done a few projects, you'll start to get a better idea of what kinds of materials work well in your classroom. But keep in mind that a true makerspace is constantly evolving. Um, However, if you want something more general to get started, I would suggest that a first time Makerspace should have some kind of physical prototyping items like duct tape, cardboard, packing tape, that type of stuff. And I personally suggest investing in circuitry as well because it is so inexpensive and easy to do. And students usually respond well to circuitry and their engagement level with it usually hits high peaks. Right.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Okay, ideas.
2: And I'd like 80. to add, like to add that um in certain groups, especially those with teenagers or young learners, some teachers may also struggle with behavior and safety issues during a couple of activities. For right. the students have a lot to deal with at the same time. So if I were to give any practical tip to other educators, it'd be to make the rules very clear, preferably listing them from the students in order to build a sense of responsibility. Therefore, if they're about to use things like um, hot glue, scissors, or even a drilling machine, they have to know how to do so, and the outcomes. Of their um, scaffolding is also essential which may include um, a listing vocabulary and key expressions beforehand maybe asking the students to label the tools with post-its with the correspondent vocabulary which is an idea I got from uh, Murilo the mm-hmm. students may also work better and feel more motivated if we set the time for each step of the lesson and ask them to share their work afterwards either uh, displaying it around the school, or showing it to their parents, or even students of other levels. And we undeniably need appropriate resources and materials. So, support from not only managers and coordinators, but also other teachers to exchange tools and ideas can make a real difference.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, uh, especially because sharing is caring, and the Mm -hmm. best way to implement it is sharing with other teachers.
2: Yeah, right. totally, totally. Guess... A maker teacher is um, I'd say that um, is first and foremost a curious and transdisciplinary educator, um, oh. truly passionate about art and science, and that is always willing to learn and share, read books, watch tutorials, and exchange ideas, of course. That's essential. Right.
0: Okay, so speaking of sharing then. How can we find you online so we can share with you or you can share some of your experience with other teachers? Um,
2: well. it's pretty easy. Okay. If you want to answer, okay, it's pretty easy to find <clears throat> me on my LinkedIn. My okay. name is Isabelle Fernandes, Isabelli with Z, Double L and E in the end, and okay. on my Instagram and Facebook accounts, which are Teacher Isabeli basically. Uh.
1: Great, great. And you, Murilo, how can we find you? I'm also available on LinkedIn, Murilo Veloso. Uh, my name has double L in spelling. Mm-hmm. And people can also reach me all over my email, mveloso at erj.com.br.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Because I think, as you said, it's about sharing and getting ideas from others, kind of feeding on each other's um, creativity. Right. And uh, you, you end up building more from the experiences you get. And the more you exchange ideas, the more ideas you get, of course. Right. It's a yes, simple sir? principle. Yes. I think this is it, basically. And it, it does help to excel um well just to finalize we kind of covered the four questions but you said um how do we make sure the students understand the purpose of, of what they're doing in the classroom anything else you want to add there yeah
1: yeah well uh, teaching makerspace may be challenging i'm not gonna lie i mean it may be challenging at first because of some mad management issues i mean styrofoam and popsicle sticks may cause a mess some projects may take several days more than you planned it and most active work may easily escalate to being very noisy. However, classroom management can actually be easier when teachers add more making to their instructions. When a task is meaningful to students and they're engaged in creating creative thinking uh, and they're solving problems and the activity is hands-on, then in those moments there is not an incentive to rebel and act crazy. So, I would say make instructions more m- making, mm-hmm. but if, that are, if you ask me, there are the three tips that I usually give people. Uh, the first one is talk with the students ahead of time about the expectations for your task or make your space. I mean, if you don't have a space, you're, you're rolling out the task in your classroom, but I always talk to your students ahead of time about the expectations. Basically, rather than wait for problems to happen, establish procedures and guidelines ahead of time. Something else is co-construct guidelines and procedures with students. If you get a student's input about how to proceed in makerspace, you will end up with a set of rules that everyone is is invested in. -hmm. And this is a little bit weird, but I like doing it. That is build moments of silence. I do it as a strategy to keep my classes focused. I just go and say, guys, it's silent mode now, let's remain silent for two minutes so you can process and think about what you're working on. It has proved to be quite useful as it serves as a mechanism to have kids re-centered and restore some students who were getting tired because of the noise. Wow. Basically,
0: what I would say. I, I'm thinking of how that would work. Go ahead, Isabel.
2: Um, I also believe that it's paramount to connect uh, maker activities with contemporary themes in our lessons so that our students are actually aware of the relevance of those activities to the way they may collaborate, to construct their discourses about such themes. Um, I don't know if I'm making myself very clear, but um, if we are to talk about, let's say, um, issues of their cities, why not empowering students to reflect upon their role as citizens in such environments and maybe negotiate ways of acting around it? And that may be done maybe creating social media posts or videos to report such problems or a painting or a macaque displaying aspects of their ideal neighborhoods these were some possible ideas which have just sprung to my mind and all of them include knowledge from different areas
0: Mm -hmm. okay you see so just this chat already has brought about some new ideas for you and caused some new ideas for creativity i think that's good great exactly i think this is what we were looking for and i think it will um to certain extent um satisfy the needs of many teachers of their concerns about the use of English in the classroom, especially when you have a movement like this, make a movement. People are only really concerned that you're not going to speak English, but I see English coming, emerging in all of that that you're talking about
1: here, right? No, they do. They do. They do interact in English, especially because they yeah. engage if they engage yeah. in the activity. English english actually comes naturally they start exactly yeah they do yeah. feel it as a task as a
0: exactly
1: it's it's not a it's not a hurdle yeah
0: exactly
2: totally that's, totally.
0: that's <laughs> the
1: point that's how the maker movement talks to education uh, especially mm-hmm. in this case right. uh, for language teaching mm-hmm. it's, it's, it focuses
0: more on the spontaneity of things rather than Um, A a process of okay now you speak because i tell you to speak you know it's interesting i like that i like that and this is what i think most of our our teenagers and young learners want more and more in the classroom right
1: definitely okay great
0: thank you very much everybody so everyone that was bt chapter podcast number four uh, we had a look at the maker movement with two really, really creative in- and innovative um, p- teachers here with us, Isabel Fernandez and Vivio feloso Thank you again for coming and for sharing some of your insights here. We're going to be talking more and talking about things with you. So again, really, really appreciate you being here with us. Okay. Thank and you those very are my-
2: much for an invitation.
0: It was fantastic. And we've we've recorded more than 20 minutes and the time flew. I didn't even realize the time flew. So it's so good to listen to you and to listen to so many interesting things here. All right. Well, those of you listening, um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook at Brass Tissol Rio Chapter and also at um, Instagram, right? At BT underline Rio Chapter. So if you want to send messages to get in touch with us, talk to Murilo Tisabelli talk to us here okay that's it
2: thank you very
0: much bye bye all right
2: bye
0: see you